0: You know, for a long time I've wanted to talk to some just so many different beings that have lived throughout history. We've been through a lot in the last couple of years. I've always admired people that truly, I thought, lived their truth and also walked with love. And it doesn't mean they always had to do that. I think we all have a journey and we may find our way there. And those are the kind of people it seems like that are missing From what's going on now. I don't know how you feel about that Joy. Do you feel like there's a lot of people right now that are doing that?
1: Well I feel like now we have a whole menagerie of things going on. We have people that are um, bucking the system totally um, in ways that you know are criminal and then we have those that are striving to live the truth of it in frustration um, because they're seeing what's not working, and then we have people that have totally stepped outside of the systems, um, you know, looking for other ways to make things work. So um, like for example, from the time of Martin Luther King to now, our systems have changed radically. Some are dying off, some are reemerging in different ways so, I don't think there's one line that you can step into and say, oh, yeah, it's doing this anymore. But um, I do feel that during the time when Martin Luther King and Malcolm X were around, um, there was this striving uh, to bring something better for, for all people at different points. And I don't think people are aware how much Malcolm Max went through all these radical changes in his life. I think he was an amazing man. I, I watched his movie, and I was, I was touched, and I was moved to tears when I saw his journey and how he tried he moved from acting as a radical, um, advocate for uh, the black community, and then he moved into this place where he stepped out of um, things that were not in integrity for his people, and he he moved things in a way that um, actually um, served the good of all people. So um, I'm excited.
0: And that's mm-hmm. what I want to do a show like this, because... Uh, there just doesn't seem like people we had used to have people like that, uh, that were those kind of leaders, and they were not just concerned for their own race but for all, and they wanted to unite it. And you know, I didn't know that much about Malcolm X, and I knew Martin Luther King's journey and how he walked his walk. And so often he was met with so many difficult things and he could have turned to anger and violence and he chose not to. So I admired that about him and I'm sure he wasn't perfect and you don't have to be. But I wanted to do a show and you readily agreed and I said, hey, let's do Martin Luther King. You said, I knew you were going to say, but let's do Malcolm X. And I thought, okay, great. Let's get both those guys on."
1: Yes, yes. So, um... Since Malcolm, I can feel Malcolm kind of, kind of flying around um, when I started talking to him, um, and he's, he's wanting to step forward. Um, so are you ready?
0: Yes, I am. Thank you very much.
1: Okay. All right. And um, I heard him step forward and say, assalamu um, you know it is a Muslim greeting, um, which means peace be with you and um, it's very interesting because he um, he was Muslim, but um, his experience of being Muslim gave him he he's telling me two lives in one. The first one was uh, the one. Uh, where he was involved, he's, he's saying tell my story for me. He's, he's, like, he's, he's like encouraging me to tell what I know. Um, he was involved in an organization that he was very committed to and he, he, was, um, he, he really had a deep loyalty to this leader until he found out the leader um, was involved in um, some things that were out of integrity, and I'm not, neither one of us want to bring up names or anything, um, but he wants he wants people to know. He said, "I walk this path of discovery," and he said he was looking for the finite truth with like spirit and. You know, in his journey, he had a very difficult life in many ways um he He's like in a way, he felt like he came from nothing. he was striving to make something of himself of his life uh, and to have meaning and he he actually um, he really uh started stepping into things when He um, when he got married and when he got married, he married a woman who uh, walked with him and um, she was a servant in in the religion and she served or supported him. But um, if things did not look right, she would call him on things and he had the ears to hear her. Which during that time and in that religion, he said, he said he had deep honor and respect for her. That's what he's telling me, and he said that um, he said there was a balance between us. He said he, he said we didn't get along all the time, and he smiled when he said that, and I can feel her with him, kind of like a spark uh, around him, and he's saying that. Um, He said, I wanted to give her honor. He's he's pointing to his heart. He's like, that was his heart. And he said there were were times where he feels his heart was split between his path and her. And he says that um, when push came to shove and he had walked as far as he could go with this leader and defended him as much as he could, she called him on things, and he got, he got really um, <clears throat> honest and very deep into what he needed to do. And eventually, he stepped away from that religion, and he said now he wants to talk about his trip to Mecca. He went to Mecca, and he, he said, I prostrated before Allah, Um, with white men and black men and many others that were there from other countries. And he said, I didn't know it was possible to honor all the people until then. And he said, at that point, rather than rally behind what, what was appearing to be right. He says, I, he went into this place of having oneness experience. And his heart and his soul and his commitment, he's saying, led him to recognize that what, other, what others call God, you know, the one, there was like this experience with the one that he had been missing. And when this filled him, and it happened through his Muslim faith, which didn't disrupt the truths he had discovered, he says he was able to incorporate that lifestyle and come back and speak to people differently. He says from love, he said from kindness, and he said, I still rallied behind my people. He said, but my approach was soft in the peace of the one of Allah, of God. He says, now now I, Joy, meaning me, I watched his story and felt that he was Christed because he died for what he what he discovered and they killed him the old organization killed him and he says when i went to the other side i was greeted by the others that were christed and he said he shows me you know he was christed he got like his crown like he's showing me and um he says it wasn't the crown per se, and he wants to clarify something. When souls go to the other side and they get a crown, it means their crown chakra is open so high their vibration flies up. So this crown is symbolic. He's saying, which is very interesting. You don't generally hear that in, in this, but um, he says on the other side, I was able to make sense of things. And he's showing me these mathematical equations, like, like when he looked at his life. And he's showing me how these equations made sense. He says when they didn't, when he was in a body, he said even at the end of that life, he said I had questions. He said he felt like his journey had just begun. He said, in truth, I completed my journey and it was a renewal from the other side. He said, so I picked up the staff when he transitioned and he he walked with the integrity of an elder in his tribe with his people. And now he sees his people are all people he says that there were many messengers during that time that were trying to bring the light forward. And he says we each did it differently. For a time, I did it radically so I could reach those that may open from that regard or that path and hear what he had to say later. He says the purpose of the life was to bring in the oneness, but to effect the change, he had to walk what needed to be changed first. He says it all made sense. From the other side, and he shows me this equation again. He says, I realize now from there, where he is and what he's known for a long time, that there wasn't a failure. He's showing me that everything involved in that life were like players on a chessboard. It was like one person or piece had to move to keep the focus or the game or the design going in the motion that there would be ways for others to move. He says, I didn't realize it was all a game until he went to Mecca. He says, from there, I found these branches of truth to bring back to the US. And then when he was able to speak to people, again, he did. He said he knew he was going to die before it happened. He said he had a dream, like a dream, a feeling. And there were death threats constant, constantly that were going out. They were delivered sometimes to his wife and him. He says, yeah, he knew he wasn't long for the world. He says but he was willing to do it to complete the cause. And he's he's talking about his wife and like in some he's he's saying in some way he never left her. And it was another um soul contract, that they walk together. He said, yes, I Catalyst changed and he knew Martin Luther King. And he, he's laughing. He's saying that Martin had the issues with him early on. He said King did because he was so radical. He said that Martin Luther King didn't like his approach. He says, later on, they were on the same page. He's showing me this image again. It was like two different roads to get to the same place. He says, now you, TJ, you have a cause.
0: <laughs> really? Really?
1: He says, you are a peacemaker in your own right. He says, you came into the world desiring peace. He said, you chose well in your family. They supported that. And later came back to you, even after death, to reestablish. There was no separation from them and love and the peace you were here to bring and he says that you emanate peace or bring it in through your voice people feel that vibration from your voice hmm. which you <clears throat> to becoming um, a radio announcer you know right he says, um, he says, it's so funny because when he talks, Denzel Washington played him, and 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 he he didn't look identical to him, but apparently he likes the way Denzel looked because every once in a while I get a flash of his face, <laughs> <laughs> and he this time he flashed his face. And he put his hand to his ear like saying, What did you say when you hold somebody's ear? He says, um he says, Oh, I hear you from from here, you know. Mm-hmm. He watches. He shows this this thing too. He says, T J you're very good at getting to the heart of the matter. Yes. Without being aggressive." without being aggressive. He wants to call you his brother. I heard him say, my brother.
0: (laughs) Thank you. That's awesome.
1: He says, you're most welcome. He says, you would enjoy my story, too.
0: (laughs) I'm going to look that up someday, more in detail, because I never really... You know, I knew the the bad part of Malcolm X, and you know he was, from what I take away, what Joyce told me. It seems like the minute you start promoting love, they want to get rid of you. (laughs) It's like they we're going to take you out of here. Is that what happened, Malcolm?
1: Well, what happens is now this is a combination of me and I feel the counsel of one and Malcolm. And I also feel Martin Luther King in these statements, so take your pick. <clears throat> it's not when you start promoting love, they take you out. It's once you start promoting love, you have completed your mission. You left your legacy. So you can go on. It doesn't matter how you go, although it does to the people that are left behind. But usually they'll take you out as a way of um, offering a Christed stamp. You know, it's like when someone dies for a higher cause, they immediately excel and their vibration goes way up on the other side. So they clear out karma. They do all kinds of stuff by going that way, and this is the reason why so many agree to go that way. They may have had early on problems in their lives, and when they shift and change, this gives them a clean slate.
0: Makes you got sense. That? Makes sense. And I would also I would also be part of our journey before we come here is that we. We know when we're going to check out. I mean, we always have options, but I always made this as a joke, and maybe someday we'll talk to Gandhi. I said, do you think anybody remembered Gandhi if he choked on a hot dog? And I think, no, they wouldn't. But so if it was me, and I, I'm sorry, what?
1: (laughs) I said, that's very good. I haven't heard that one before. (laughs) I love that.
0: But if it was me, and I wanted, let's say I came here to wake people up, and truly wanted that message and I'm and I'm gonna die and, and I'm gonna be remembered. You wouldn't remember somebody if they oh they died of old age or whatever. We almost have to go out in a splash. Is there anything in that?
1: Yes, there there's a part of that. It can it's like it's linked to leaving the legacy. The legacy is there's nothing more important than the love, right? So they go out in the splash, and they're even saying, Yeah, even my life isn't more important than the love, the universal stance of love. Okay? So um, he says, Yeah, he says, it's a great exit point. He said, I chose to leave because he says he's telling me he was complete. He says, There are others that want it marked that they were here. And the bigger, the bigger the vessel or the life experience that the more people they touch, the louder the message is like you're saying when they go out in a way that seems like it's linked to injustice or tragedy. It makes people seek more too. It makes the legacy and the message be stronger in their exit plan. Thank you. Is in alignment with what you're saying.
0: Yes, that explains it. I've always felt that, that people probably made that choice. And it's a different perspective. Well, I think also, even though he didn't say it, um, you start telling the truth too much. We know this goes on, Right. If you start dancing too close to that, there are those that would have you removed. Wouldn't that be accurate as well?
1: So Malcolm is stepping forward in. He raised his hand. He's like, I'd like to speak on that. Okay? So he's saying that in his case, the truth per- propelled him from early on. Like when he made the choice to change his life as a young man before he went to Mecca, years before. He made a choice to live truth then, which p- propelled him into that organization. But in his his path, he um, became naive to the idea that any of the leaders around him would be corrupt. So. He had a long-standing commitment to living the truth, which didn't always lead him to a deeper truth. It pushed him to trust his own truth. And once he started doing that, the leader fell away from his life and kind of fell from you know, his throne. And then the organization knew that he, he had information about the leader and the organization, and they, wanted, they were invested in keeping everything going for many reasons you know, money, stamp, you know, uh, power, all that. And he, he would have none of it. But his approach to living the truth was not attacking. They just did not want him knowing what he knew and out there. And he encouraged people to walk their own path, their own truth. And he was visible. So he knew just by doing what he did, it kind of pulled things up from under the rug that were hidden. And yeah, they were invested in keeping the truth hidden from the masses, and he carried it. So yeah, on a human level, he died for the the cause,
0: he says, the truth, and his completion. And since he's he's with us, both him and Martin, and either one of them, whoever wants to step forward, I love you, brothers, for doing this. Um, you know, we have, obviously, you, I'm guessing you're aware of what's been going on the last couple of years with all... The demonstrations, and then we've kind of had destruction with all that and and you know I do believe there's there's probably a, a fair amount of racism going on, but it just doesn't, doesn't seem like it's unity there, there doesn't seem like they're pulling us together and what would you like to say about that, and how should if people are looking for answers, how should they proceed
1: so I feel Martin Luther King coming in. And I want to say that with both of these men, I'm very honored that they're, they both have chosen to come forward. And um, I can feel Martin, he's he's very, very big soul, very big soul. And he says, um, first thing he wants to say was he had his trials and tribulations, and at times he acted in ways he wished he hadn't. He said, but his commitment to the sole expression of freedom and equality was ever-evolving. He had seen horrible things and witnessed things, horrible things early on, And the drive was triggered in him at a very young age to bring about change. And he noticed early where the discrepancies were. And he felt the absurdity that people would fight over the color of skin And his message was powerful, and it was meant to be. He was meant to carry that. There was no question for him when he started to live the ministry and walk the truth of that ministry, that he was living his purpose. And he knew, too, he would die early on. He knew he would lay down his life for the cause because the cause were the people. And his dedication was inspired by spirit. So, he says that He was foundational in the movement of stopping violence and ridicule, prejudice toward the black man. And he said one of his greatest accomplishments in doing that was to open the eyes of the white man, the ones that were in office, the ones that rallied with him, And also to open the eyes to the people that were being degraded, disregarded, disrespected, and help them see they were worthy of more. They were worthy of good lives. They were worthy of respect. They were worthy. To have the lives they chose, and to be counted as equal in the t- at the table with all men, he says it was his heart's des- heart's desire uh, to see or wish that the movement had taken hold fully before he and death- before his death. He says, but it wasn't to be from form or a body I would witness great change. He says, I have witnessed and seen the ebbs and flows, the times when strides were made and the times when anger took hold and seemed to disregard or disintegrate the strides that had been taken, he says, but the light, the light will prevail, he says, it's in all men, he says, there are some that wake up slower than others, some are like misguided sheep, he says, but they will come around because there's a call, He says, for every ounce of light that spreads itself out in the dark, there are that many more souls remembering they have a light in them too. And in that light, that experience of truth, they rediscover the equality beyond skin. And people unite from there. He says, he says now, nowadays in your time, he says in your time, he says you witness an evolution that is occurring from a space that is organized by a third dimensional system or understanding. He says, where I sit, I see where it's all heading in the awakening for all of you. I sit, he says, in the resolution. He says, and from where I am, I still hold that. I still am that. He says, I'm an awakened one. He said, I didn't know fully to what capacity I was when I was Martin Luther King. He says, but my soul has access to that now. He says, as does my dear brother Malcolm. And the two of them are laughing together. He says, we sit with many others. Showed me a, a flash of Mother Teresa, Diana, Abraham, and it, it's like a long table, and I can't I can't see all their faces, but he gave me a couple of those names, and this table is very long and it's very oval, and um, he's saying. We are regarding the peace of equality. We are on the same, at the same table, on the same page. He says it's time. It's time that he says that's why, that's why it comes up. And that's why, he says, you'll see see the light and you'll see those that seem to want to spread the dark. He says, but it only takes one. He says, the atrocities that man has done to man are the messages of change, what needs to change. He says, move beyond that there is little anyone can do. He says, it only takes one to create great change and waves of awakening. He says, that's happening all the time. And then he just showed me a flash of that young girl who lived in another country who started the movement for global warming. He says she started as one, one day, sitting outside of her school. He says your leadership now is found in people of all colors, all ages. He says the awakened ones are in many, many forms. He says this is why it's important not to disregard any sect, any religion, any anyone in the potential of knowing how to turn things around into the truth filled frequency or vibe, he says, as Joy would say. And let it open out and take over the world. He says, he points to, like, even a two-year-old who's able to see the light everywhere, which can awaken the adults to remember there is a light everywhere. And then he's showing me an image of a prisoner behind bars who had a life where he committed many atrocities. And all of a sudden he's reading a book and the book that he's showing me is gold, it has truth in it. And the way he starts to interact inside of the prison with his fellow prisoners starts to change their reaction among each other. And then he shows me the kindness between him and a policeman showing me these different images of how change can radically come about in the simplest ways. He says he left his legacy it's big, it's long. He says there are some that have picked it up and walked it with integrity and there are some even when he was alive, that felt his approach was too soft. He said, I stayed the course because in my, in my knowing, in, in my realization of what I was walking, I knew I was work, walking my, my path. And he said, even with knowing how I was going to go, he would not change anything. So he wants to engage with you. He's he's like pausing. I can hear him.
0: Okay. Sir. Yes, I, I had asked, mentioned, mention. seems what's going on now is dividing people more than uniting them because there's a lot of angry anger, and I understand why there could be anger, but it's just separating the races. seems like it's separating the races even more. And, And what would be your message to people of today that are so filled with all of that division? And what would you like to say to them?
1: In the division... Eventually, you will seek the peace that you yearn for on the other side of the rage. The rage will only take you to destruction, but the destruction eventually will humble you, for there is nothing left at the bottom of that pit. Destruction only begets destruction, creates waves of disharmony, which causes the heart to hunger for something different. That's why now I can hear him saying, pay attention to the waves of light, the waves of creation and peace. He says, build on those. He said, that, that is what I did. I built on what I wanted to open and create. And have for the people. He says, I built on things. He didn't destroy. I built on things so it could grow. He says, in your hands now, you learn many laws, the ones in your society and the ones in other countries, and the ones that are linked to the care of children, and the ones that are linked to all manner of things. He says there are also spiritual laws. Some call them the laws of manifestation. He says that, those laws there, feed peace, it'll grow, feed equality it'll grow said so that's the secret of what I did in a nutshell that's what I did he says he opens it now for others to come to knowing what the truth is what they seek and how they can bring it about in new ways He says his energy is directly involved in areas where there are allowances or entry points where his peace can go out and expand. The UN, he says he walks the halls there quite often. He shows me images of the south where there were um, deaths and burials and burnings and hangings. And he walks those areas and he sometimes communicates with the souls that are stuck there. And he tells them, it's okay to go on now. So he's still freeing people from the other side. And he's actually working as an interdimensional kind of peace medium to help other souls know that they don't have to fight or worry or fear anymore when they're gone. So he's working bridging dimensions. And he's showing me that he's touching his heart, like touching his heart, that his wish is for all people to remember that one equality place that has freedom and has God inside of all. Do you have another question?
0: Well, we're we're almost out of time, and I don't want to rush this along. It's so wonderful to hear. Um, is there like a wrap-up that we could do, or is there anything else they want to tell us?
1: Okay, so I see them both coming in, and they both are saying, I can hear... Assalamu alaikum from uh, Malcolm again, and I can I can see Martin touching his heart and saying, "Peace be with you, the peace of God be upon all people," and they wish to extend gratitude for the opportunity to come forward. And they would be open to work in service, as is allowed. And they thank you, T.J. for bringing up this opportunity. And they are sending the blessings that people seek in their hearts to them, supporting that for them. and saying the recall is that equality is part of the sure-footed path of peace that leads all souls to home. And then I just saw their frequencies kind of bubble up. And there you have it.
0: So, if I got that right, They said they'd be open to coming back again and doing this. Is that what they were inferring?
1: Yes. They said they would be open to serving as is, you know, brought on the table again, I think. I don't remember everything that's said in the channel, but I got the impression that whatever they were saying is they wanted to come back again.
0: Good, because I would love, I wish we had more time. We just scratched the surface of it, but it was so—I don't know—fascinating to hear what they had to say. And you know, I could almost—you described when you channel like a the Council of One or Christ Consciousness, you let it come right through you. But here, it's different because it's a different vibration. Can you explain that?
1: Well, I'm one. I guess the best way. I can say, as a conscious channel, what'll happen is I'll make proclamations of what I'll allow. Now, if a soul has been in a human body, the odds are I go into a different neighborhood. When I say a human body, what I mean by that is they haven't quite lived their full mastership on Earth. In that regard, I will like sit in another neighborhood and convey messages from them as they're given. Um, I strive to really bring through full integrity and truth from what they say. Sometimes they will give me the words and speak it word for word. Other times they'll give me the impression or, or snapshots, which is part of the reason why I'll describe things I see. You know, so it varies with the counsel of one. It's a marriage. It's like the embodiment of them coming through me. So they and speak. We go ahead speak in a state of oneness. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm just saying from my own experience too. Like, you know, I've had I felt things have worked through me, have channeled through me, and you and you just feel it. But also with the many people that I've interviewed that have been channels, and we've done sessions, whether it's Rosalind and many others. You can tell when something is speaking directly through them. And what I think is cool with the way you handle, like when we've done Robin Williams and these other people, and today these two fine beings, it's like you're having a conversation and you're just relaying. They're telling you and you're relaying it to me, you know? And and so it's a little slightly different, but it's the same. The message is still getting through. Yeah,
1: yeah. And I have to tell you the vastness. Of these these beings, I felt them um, not separate from me, but very in my heart, very deeply in my heart. This that it was amazing to have them come in. It really was for me too.
0: Well, I think it's important that they they speak up because I'm sure you've noticed that we just seem to be more divided especially in the last few years, than we've been in maybe going back to the Civil War. And the only way we're going to get out of that is by accepting others and loving them. And too many people are just picking one side or the other and not seeing the whole thing and, and not also looking through it with love. You know, that's what I see going on. Have you seen that as well?
1: Well... It's interesting this came up. Uh, You keep using that word, um, division. I recently had had channelers and different people have come to me talking about this great split in the etheric that has occurred. And 30 years ago I was told about it, but this time right now I have a process I was given or that I learned couple of years ago that actually started to work on this split. So there is work being done um, beyond what the human interactions were, but I wanted to tell you that there is activity with some of us working on that now. So the odds are you may – and I recently have started to experience a kind of connections where I haven't seen them before, okay, so just keep your eyes open for the miracles now. Keep it open, and it's interesting what Martin Luther King said he said he fed the mission by feeding the peace, you know he he acquired his mission. By feeding the peace. That's what he did. He didn't get he didn't return aggression with aggression. He walked the path of peace and he kept feeding it and feeding it and feeding it until he had a movement. You know? Exactly. That yeah, and that it's very interesting. He said he used the laws of manifestation. That is key for us to create is using the manifesting laws. So if you want to have more and more peace, recognize where it is and affirm that it's working. Give credence to what is working because it will grow. It will grow. That's where I try to the best of my ability to keep my focus seriously. You know, I kind of have a statement. I say, why would I want to give credence to anything that I don't want in my life? Exactly. Why feed need it, you know. So anyway, but TJ, thank you for asking me to come on board and do this. I know you have a meeting, and I want to thank our listeners for coming in, and I want to send peace blessings to all of you with much love. And that goes for you too, Brother G, just
0: Well, blessings and love to you, and thank you for doing this. It was so neat to connect with those two souls, and I thought, very timely, perhaps, with all that's going on. It's always good to hear people from people, which yeah. are much more than people, but people that truly, I always felt, you know, I didn't know as much about uh, Malcolm X, but I knew Martin Luther King, he walked his walk, and I I just don't see a lot of those kind of leaders right now. But like you said, there, there's one out there. There's, there's others out there, and they'll step forward. So anything else you want to say yeah. before we go?
1: No, I'm just looking forward to getting together. I think next month we're going to have Rosalind come in, and I, I think she's going to do a little chat with the third Mary.
0: Okay. Well, that sounds yeah. really good. And I have I have to run now because my guest is looking at me in the window, but thank you.
1: You're welcome, and tell your guest I said thank you for his service too. Okay.
0: I will. Take care, right. Joe. Love you.
1: Love you too. Bye.